back of Inge Britson is going to do in the 1500. He has time to look behind him. 20 years of age, and he is on top of the world. But coming down for a maiden national crown, Cornwall is a champion. Garouge has run his race, or has he? Has he got anything left? El Garouge trying to get there. Kipchoge the junior's there. El Garouge is trying to get to the line. Kenya wins it. Kipchoge takes Vivian Chariot's turn. And what a proud moment for her and the Kenyans. The first woman from her nation to take the 5,000 metre title. Vivian Chariot in Greenland. On the outside, Oli Hall of Australia comes. Jake Whiteman has just spent. It's going to be Chariot and Hall who's going to get it. It's going to be Australia, the gold. Pre-order now and make a difference. Experience the ultimate in trail running with the Tarkine Trail Devil. With its impressive combination of eco-friendly materials and advanced technology, this footwear is designed to conquer any terrain. Whether you're looking to run UTMB or simply explore the great outdoors, the Tarkine Trail Devil offers unmatched versatility, support, durability and comfort. Featuring a lightweight and responsive design with loads of support, your legs will thank you as you crush personal bests and conquer new terrain. With our company focused on sustainability and ethical manufacturing processes, you can feel good about your impact on the planet. Also, as a pre-order promotion, you have the opportunity to decide where 10% of your order fee will be donated. All pre-orders will receive their shoes during May to June 2023. Visit Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here today uh, with the CEO and founder of Pont3, the deliverers of what's now known as the Sydney Marathon, uh, Wayne Lydon. Thanks for joining us, mate. G'day, mate. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Right. It's an absolute pleasure. Uh, we're, we're recording here from the offices of Pont 3 on George Street in the CBD. Uh, you, you've actually just moved up a, a level, moving up in the world. Move, actually, I think, oh, we did move up a level, yeah. No, we sort of, um, you know, since Sydney Marathon um, has been nominated as a candidate race for the World Marathon Majors and uh, also uh, thanks to some very, very generous funding from Destination New South Wales, we've managed to managed to secure and, and hire a bunch bunch more people to help us deliver the event. So we needed a bit more space. So here we are. Very good, here we are. <laughs> um, Matt, I want to, obviously we'll be talking about Sydney in a second, but I want to just start with um, just an event that probably a lot of people that didn't, don't realize that you delivered, which was the World Cross Country Championships in Bathurst, which was a, a, a great success in a lot of people's opinions. Um, do you want to just tell us a little bit about what your team did to uh, deliver that event, particularly with the course reparations and the lead up, what was yeah. involved in that? And did you see that um, as an overall success for, for your team and, and, and the event overall? Yeah, it was actually incredible. And, and we are really proud of what we did at, at World Cross Country in Bathurst this year. Um, for, for a number of reasons. For me personally, um, the World Cross Country Championships is the only world championships I've ever competed in. So I have a, a natural love of cross country. Um, and when Australia was awarded, when Athletics Australia was awarded the World Cross Country Championships and that they were taking place in Bathurst in New South Wales, I immediately rang AA and said, I have to be involved with this. Um, it's you know it's my heritage it's what I love um, you know what can we do so we we were tasked with um, delivering um, sport venues course uh, and competition management um, obviously 
there were a lot of other people involved with delivering that and the event overall because it's such a massive event. Um, but you know, those were our sort of key areas of responsibility. Um, the, the race director actually was Gerard Ryan, so he, he and I worked really closely together on the course. Um, we built the course um, and the team sort of set up all the venues and, and, and everything else that sort of went around it from an operational perspective, including the mass participation event programs and whatnot. Um, you know, so one of the things I personally wanted to achieve and, and, and we as a group um, was to deliver a course that was um, extremely challenging and memorable. Um, and I think we did that. Um, I think that we, we got a really nice balance um, between, um, you know, toughness, competition and variety um, and showcasing sort of elements of Australia um, throughout the course so, so that it was, you know, uniquely an Australian event. Um, having talked to people who raced in the public events and some of the competitors in the, in the World Championship competition, we definitely ticked the box on it being memorable. <laughs> um, we definitely ticked the box on it being challenging um, and we did showcase sort of Bathurst, the, the Bathurst region um, and you know Sydney and Australia too so um, we, were, we were really pleased with the outcome. It was challenging though, yeah, it was tough, um, it, was, it was you know for, for a two kilometre loop um, you know off road which is different to what we would normally produce um, for you know 700 elite competitors and another 1500 mass participants um, there was an incredible amount of work that went into it when you look at other things that we did but it was pretty rewarding I and mean, it was great watching it was dramatic like the weather contributed as well like honestly it's i was standing out there on the day you know watching various parts of the course and the you know the best runners in the world go around and you know some of them just falling apart like the best runners in the world falling apart and I thought sort of I don't know it might be a bit morbid on my part but I was thinking yes <laughs> we did yeah. it we did it <laughs> we did it well I know when the, in the press conference on the Fridays uh, Sebastian Coe said uh, unequivocally, unequivocally this is the hardest course I've ever seen and yeah. well done to the, the local organising committee yeah. um, as a whole and um, it was it was a tough course yeah. I did one lap in one of the, <laughs> the relay races but um, you uh, yeah I thought you did a great job as well because the, the, the test event was a, a few months before as well I thought yeah. New South Wales um a short course where we work together on that as well, and mm. and um, you sort of got the idea that geez, uh, when the world champs roll around, this is this is going to be something else, and it was. It was something else, yeah. And, and you know, just sort of reflecting on Seb's comments and Pierce's comments and and the World Athletics um, Organization, um, you know, their feedback to us and and the LSC overall was this was one of the best World Cross Country Championships ever delivered. I mean, the team the LSC pulled together was a amazing honestly like fantastic the very best people in their areas of um, expertise were working on world cross i mean everyone wanted to work on world cross too you know matt and jill led the loc so well like honestly you know working for nothing those guys it was it was a big budget was it like th this was delivered on almost shoestring no, as, as far as world championships go it was delivered on peanuts honestly I'm like I'm surprised we could do it, uh, but we could do it because of that leadership. Like, like honestly, Jill and Matt did a fantastic job. I mean, we all worked extremely hard. We did a lot more, a lot more 
than what was in scope, and that was fine. You know, we were happy to do it. Um, and, and in the end, it was literally probably one of the world, best world crosses ever. I agree. I agree. Well done to, to you and the team. Um, Wayne, I just wanted to move on to a little bit about how you how you get into the world of, of race directing a, a candidate world major marathon. Um, and you, you start off a little bit, uh, doing a little bit of um, journalism we talked off air, but also um, you're an assistant race director for the Sea to Surf, which I didn't know. Um, what were the days of working in that position like in the in the mid-90s? Well, actually, I mean, my, my involvement in the sport and athletics and running sort of went a little bit earlier than that when I was at university in Canberra when I was the administration manager of ACT Athletics. And I actually fell in love with um, event management whilst I was there because I was involved in, the, in you know, the Grand Prix that used to happen around Australia, the track and field Grand Prix. I worked on those when I was in Canberra working for the Athletics Association and I just thought, this is fantastic. You know, I've, I've really enjoyed putting on the track meets, um, working with athletes and, and, you know, just delivering something, you know, amazing. Um, I was lucky enough to be hired straight out of university as the assistant race director of City to Surf, um, working for Fairfax under Jenny Barker, um, the then legend of road running in Australia, no question. Um, and she taught me a lot, um, as did a lot of other people um, at Fairfax. So started there in 93, assistant race director. I worked through, um, at that time, City to Surf was 43,000 participants. I think when I left it was about 48, 50,000. Um, left AMP in about 1996, I had a, an Olympic job, pro, Olympic job opportunities program um, employment with AMP as a sponsor of the Olympics. Um, I was responsible for managing a whole host of AMP's um, Olympic sponsorship programs like Torch Relay, um, like the Community Cauldron Project, the Ignite the Dream Tour, the sculptures on Centre Point Tower were things that I worked on, um, which gave me actually different perspective, um, but still relevant to event management, uh, in that it, it, it gave me an understanding of sponsorship, it gave me an understanding of activating sponsorships, of engaging communities, um, you know, and all these sorts of things that are really important when you start getting into major event management um, and working with brands and sponsors and trying to uh, create value for, for, for those people, those brands, right? So uh, I left AMP in 2001, started my own brand marketing consultancy, um, and then acquired the rights to the Sydney Marathon in 2005, at which time there was 12,000 participants. Yeah, so wow. 12. I, I, I picked <laughs> it up at a time where it needed a lot of work. Yeah. Um, yep. In fact, there was there was about to be a mass exodus of support for the event at that time from government to sponsors, um, and, and 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 even more broadly. So, I had my work cut out for me. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so, well, eighteen. I was going to say seventeen, eighteen years later. Um, yeah, you, mm. you you found yourself in, in a, an amazing position um, that it, it could well become the, the seventh, um, and then we'll get to it soon, eighth or ninth. Potentially, or so major marathon, <laughs> leading the way, of course, in front of China and South Africa. We'll um, we'll get on to that. So, it was announced. I think it was in July, about six weeks before the event last year, that you um, Sydney Marathon yeah, was to be a, a, a candidate world major event. Do you want to just talk us through what that, um, I guess, communication looked like? Did it come from World Athletics or did it come from Abbott's World Majors? And and what did that six weeks look like for you? Um, practically leading up to the event last year? Yeah, so 
The Abbott World Marathon Majors some time ago, um, I think in about 16 or 17, 2016 or 17, got together as a group. Of course, it's six, the six biggest and best marathon events in the world. Um, I'm sure you all know which events those are. Um, they got together and, and they agreed that they felt, you know, if they're going to be the premier series in the world and remain that way, they wanted to be more accessible to the global running community, right? When you think about it, there's three events in North America, two in Europe, and just one in Asia, okay? So they got together and agreed, we need, we need to you know, uh, be more accessible. We're gonna create what we, well, what they called is the, the Canada program, the, the World Marathon Majors Candidacy Program. Um, and they were gonna seek out and find the best possible new additions to the World Marathon Majors. Um, and so they mandated that they would be willing to add between one and three other marathons to the series um, in order to qualify after being selected, um, after heavy vetting, um, you need to meet a criteria, um, which is 104 point criteria, two years in a row. And when you do that, then the race directors of the existing world majors will get together and vote, is this a world marathon major? Do, do we want it in, yes or no? And if they say yes, you're in. So the, the votes themselves come from the existing race directors. Yep. That's pretty cool. So the people who are already in the tent vote who's coming into the yeah. tent. It's their series. Yeah, that's, you know? that's and, really and, interesting. You know, they want to make sure, you know, they want to make sure not, not only, you know, are the, are the candidate races meeting the 104 point criteria, but importantly for them, they want to make sure that this race is going to deliver the sort of experience that their, their audience is receiving in their events already, right? So it's not just about meeting 104 point criteria. We've got to look and feel and deliver a World Marathon Majors event in the next two years. Yeah, right? yeah it's, it's, it's exciting times. We'll, we'll get to um, a couple of those points, um, you know, whether we talk around some points or whether they talk to them directly, I'll, I'll let you decide that, Wayne. But um, the the event, I just want to talk about the, the upgrade to the Platinum status as well, um, mm. which I think made uh, Sydney uh, the eighth best marathon in the world last year. Do you want to just talk us through that, that Platinum yeah. label and what, again, practically that, that meant for the event last year? I mean... The, plat the platinum label we received, and it's the first platinum label in the Southern Hemisphere, um, is not a criteria point, right? This is something that we, as the event organisers, and the New South Wales government want us to have. Um, and, and the reason why is because they think, and, and we also think, that it's important that we are actually ranked, you know, in the top 10 marathons every year. We want the global running community to know that we are one of the best marathons in the world, right? There's, there's some other advantages um, in being a platinum label event in that, you, the, you know, the elite athletes get bonus points because it's platinum, right? So that then makes it a little bit easier for us to recruit higher level, mm. you know, top tier runners, right? So that's, that's a side benefit. But um, for us, it was about, right, no, we want to be top 10. That's what we want to be. Um, we want to be better than anyone else. We want to be the best marathon in Australia. We want to be ranked higher than the others. Um, and we want to be recognised for it. 
And so it's not necessarily a race between um, yourself and uh, Chengdu in China and Cape Town, South Africa, the other two uh, candidates at the moment. Uh, there's actually the ability for more than one to be selected as part of the, the series. Yeah, that's correct. So, so it is not a competition between us in that there are three spots. Yep. Potentially. Potentially, yeah. If they meet up, the... up to three spots. Yep. However, we want to be the first ones yeah. in there, right? So not eight or nine. I don't, want to, be, I don't want to be number <laughs> eight. I want to be number seven. We want yep. to be the next one. We want, to, we want to break the news. We want to be like the whole world of people who have run in the World Marathon Majors, who have had their six-star medal already or are on the journey. We want them seeing Sydney as the next one. The implications of you know, the, the six-star medal um, getters already, of which I think it's now past 10,000 around the world, um, surely there's going to be some sort of level of excitement to say, oh, number seven, we're going there. It, is, do you think that's you know, thousands of walk-up stars from all across the world? I, I think so. I think that makes sense. Um, you know, and, and actually 3,000 qualified in Tokyo a few weeks ago. Wow. So it's, it's, the number is climbing rapidly. And there's tens of thousands who are on the journey already but haven't registered because they're not up to their number five. Or, you know, a lot of them don't register to be a six-star medal hunter or, you know, vying for sixth until they get to number five. Yeah. So the number is could be, you know, another ten or 20,000 higher. Yeah, wow. So what will happen, we think, um, once we make it, uh, once we become the seventh, is that, and we hope, all of those people will come and run Sydney. Mm. Mm. That's great. Um, we'll get to a quote that you mentioned on the, the for, for the Kudos podcast with uh, Robbo and, um, and Joel Tobin White a few weeks ago. I really like this one. The difference between the majors and any other marathon event is how the city and the country gets behind the event. And on the day, running is the number one sport in the country. Um, we were both... In New York last year, I happened to be on a race direction program. You were talking to, I think, Lisa, who's the event lead, or sorry, event director for the London Marathon. No, she, I think. Well, she's a she's our chief liaison on the World Marathon. Oh, there you go. And, okay, and very senior at London, yes. So, um, so uh, yeah, we, we we both saw, I guess, yes, the the fifty thousand runners, the um, you know, the the very famous five borough yeah. course that you know seemingly millions of people on the course and that's all great but i think larger than the event itself it, it's something that's ingrained in the dna of new york and, and central park that famous finish line and the new york roadrunners who, who host the new york marathon do such a wonderful job almost 52 weeks a year in, in promoting the event and then mm. other supporting events around it. it it really does feel like something larger than life what do you think are some of the, the steps from now until 2025, which is hopefully the first year of Sydney being a world major, that needs to happen outside of the dot points themselves in order to get the Sydney Marathon to that sort of level. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Those world marathon majors events are the premier events in each country. In America, that happens to be three, right? In London, um, you know, it's not London's marathon. It's, you know, the whole United Kingdom's marathon. Um, in, in Tokyo, it's not Tokyo's marathon, all of Japan comes to Tokyo, right? Um, these events bring people from, you know, the entire community and from across the country. Um, in our case, you know, Sydney, um, when we make it, 
it whilst it's happening in Sydney, it's not Sydney's World Marathon Major. It won't be Sydney's World Marathon Major. It'll be Australia's World Marathon Major, okay? It will bring people from all around Australia. It'll bring people from all around the world. It will bring people from out of their houses, onto the streets, cheering these people along all day long, like what you see in you know, New York or London or whatever. Yet some of that, the community engagement part of it, will grow over time, of course. Um, we've just signed an agreement with, with the Daily Telegraph who are completely behind getting the community involved in the Sydney Marathon, right? They see the value in, in, you know, in that for Sydney, for New South Wales and for Australia. So it will grow over time, but we're going to see this year a big, a big change. Right? We're investing a hell of a lot of money this year on entertainment, on food, on fan zones, on all of this stuff to activate the course for two reasons, right? We want the community to get out and enjoy this event and be a part of it and, and see and make running the sport of the country that day, right? Absolutely is massively one of our goals. But also, we want to replicate what these guys and girls get in the majors in Sydney when they run, right? Because that, I think, is the biggest difference as I said in, in uh, FDK, is the biggest difference between the majors and other really great marathon events around the world is just the atmosphere the experienced runners get when they're running down the roadway and they're getting clapped the whole day long, yep. right? Yep. Now, that's something that we're spending a lot of money on this year to try and replicate. But, again, it's going to grow over time. It'll get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. I've still got, still got two years to go, so you know, this is... Uh, year one of two to hit all those hundred and four points. It's year two of three. Year two of three. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's great. So um, important. Yeah. The the course itself. Um, you you've mentioned that there's a couple of changes coming. Um, is, is that to make this um, well for a variety of reasons? Is it to make it flatter and faster for the elite and the rec runners? Is it to make it more accessible for people to come out of their houses and support? What are, the, what are some of the course changes that you can mention, and what what's yeah. going to do for the event? So I mean, there's there's a number of changes that we've just had approved, um, and they they've been made for a number of different reasons, right? Um, first and foremost, and as part of the World Marathon Majors criteria, this is number one. It has to be accessible, right? So what that means is wheelchair athletes need to be able to race the Sydney Marathon, right? And enjoy it, not be running up and down, you know, gutters, um, boardwalks, um, cobblestones and things like this. It's got to be a proper marathon route that not only runners can enjoy, but wheelchair athletes as well. That was number one. And, and that pretty well drove a lot of the sort of, change that we've made two not only that we wanted to make the course flow a lot better mm. right mm. um you know for the same reason um, wheelchair athletes don't like wooden boardwalks around the pier as much as it's it's beautiful runners don't like it either right um so we wanted the course to flow a lot better a, a lot more on roadways um and and just be a, a more enjoyable course the good thing is, no matter what changes we make to the course in Sydney, it's still going to be beautiful, right? It doesn't matter where you go. It's beautiful all over yeah, Sydney. Yeah, you're right. So we could afford to make changes where, you know, you might think taking out that pier takes away a piece of the harbour, but it doesn't because you've got a piece of the harbour right next to yeah. it. Okay? Um, three is working 
a little more closely with transport authorities to, 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 to put the route in a direction that would um, minimise the impacts, right? Four, uh, and, this is a, and this is a great one, um, we've just signed a partnership, or about to, with Transurban, which is going to allow use of cross-city tunnel um, for motorists, so it's going to have a major impact on reducing traffic on event day, which is going to enable us to do a section of the course we've never been able to do, uh, and in particular remove the bridge across Park Street uh, and have a really nice flat run past St Mary's Cathedral up to Oxford Street. Yeah, right? nice. So nice. there's a whole host of things we've done, and, and like these, the course hasn't been released um, at, this, at the time of this interview, but these are really good positive things. And lastly, it's not about making the course faster, right? Sydney's not a fast course. It's not, it's not you know, Chicago. It's not Berlin. We'll never be Chicago or Berlin because we're Sydney. Okay, so but that, that wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't um, really uh, front, of, front of mind when planning the new course. There was a whole lot of other reasons uh, for the changes. Um, and, but primarily it was meeting the criteria. Yeah. All, all things point to meeting the criteria. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's great. Um, the participation numbers have been a big talking point. It's something that you've put a lot of time into, and it's probably, again, one of the, the highest priorities for you. Um, I don't believe there's been many more than 5,000 uh, in the marathon beforehand, but uh, you've said you need to near triple the, the participation figures in the marathon. Um, how, how confident are you achieving that this year? And what are, the stra- what are some of the strategies that you and your team have put into place to, to try and get it towards, you know, going towards that 20, 30,000 in a couple of years' time? Yeah. Um, you're right. We're going to triple our finisher numbers, right? So that's a big jump. Um, I can tell you now we're at 7,500 registrations. Well, um, now that's that's more than before. That's well, at this point in time, in two thousand and nineteen, we're at eight hundred. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. To give you an indication of the progress we're making. Now, that having said that, we've still got a hell of a lot of work to do. Right? We've got to get to about seven and a half thousand registrations to hit the criteria. Yeah. Okay. So you know to do that. We've got, to, we've got to do a whole host of things, and there's some key areas we're focusing on. Um, first and foremost is trying to engage the running community in a, you know, all around Australia, right? Trying to, trying to you know, convey that message that this is Australia's world marathon majors, right? It's not Sydney's. This is not a competition between New South Wales and Victoria, or New South Wales and Queensland, or anywhere else. This is something that will benefit the sport nationally for decades. It'll benefit running, it'll, it'll benefit junior running, uh, it'll bring more commercial interest in the sport, uh, which is good for all events, it'll, it'll, it'll bring more media, uh, it'll bring so many more things to the sport right around Australia, right? That's number one. So getting Australian runners behind it. And that includes club runners, Right, right from around Australia. It includes road runners, um, and, and you know any any fun runners, new fun runners. The, number two is we want to we want to have a conversation with half marathon runners, um, and and we want to we want to tell half marathon runners 
and support half marathon runners to step up to the marathon. Because right? that's, a, that's a big cultural thing as well. I found in Australia, when we were in America, I had quite a few chats with um, other race directors um, yeah. from Chicago, San Francisco. And marathoning just seems to be the default distance that people choose overseas. It's so different here, isn't it? Well, it, it is. And I can tell you, it is uniquely Australian. Yeah. It is uniquely Australian that so many people think that a half marathon is a bucket list. It's not. It's a great training run, right? <laughs> it is a great training run. Yeah. And I'm not saying don't run your halves, but the bucket list is the marathon, right? I've seen 70, 80-year-old you know, overweight women running the marathon and finishing it in seven hours. No problem. Everywhere around the world this happens. Mm. Right? However, having said that, we're going to implement some support programs. We're going to do some training programs with Robbo. Um, we've got some uh, mental um, skills uh, support with Else and hers, and we'll announce that soon. Um, and we've got a whole host of other things that we're going to do to try and help half runners step up to the full. Um, you know, then there's the general international running community that we've got to tap into, and there's probably about 12 key markets. Obviously, Asia is a key focus for us, but, you know, being the closest region of runners to Australia. Uh, New Zealand, obviously. Um, we, we are going to launch uh, very soon a, a new Australian Championship schedule, which I can't tell you in detail. But we've, we've been really innovative. Um, these are brand new championships um, that will engage clubs, that will engage age group athletes, will engage the elites, um, and you know, hopefully bring more people here. Um, you know, so you've got international marketing. We've got the World Marathon Major Overflow, right? Each of the World Marathon Majors are oversubscribed between 250,000 to 350,000 people every year, right? Um, we're tapping into the international travel program network those travel partners who are actually taking runners to the other world marathon majors events right and they're partnering with us and they're getting the overflow who didn't get into a major mm. to try and come and race sydney mm. okay um we're, we're we're promising guaranteed spots once we're a major if you run during candidacy and uh, now that's a big thing if you know especially these international runners who run in the majors events you know will will get straight away, having a guaranteed spot is like primo, right? Um, you know, they're waiting four or five years for some events to get into them. So, I mean, there's a whole host of things we're doing. Um, that's just some of them. Yeah, that's great. That's really exciting. I, I, I like the overflow strategy as well yeah. um, because, you know, being from Australia, we all know how hard it is to get into the London Marathon. It's not impossible unless you're running qualifiers uh, yeah. or going through charity entries. Yeah. So it's uh, a really uh, good uh, track strategy. We're going to have tickets this year. And we'll announce that again soon too. We're going to have a really nice allocation of guaranteed spots for next year's majors. So people who run this year, there will be a, a small, we won't call it a ballot, but a, a draw mm. for those who run. And I'm talking hundreds of tickets to majors events for next year. So that's another little insight. Exciting. Good yeah. stuff. Maybe we can get that one entry finally. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. Um, I want to talk about, you mentioned before, um, Destination New South Wales and, and, and tra um, transport uh, being you know, really critical partners of the event. And they are for any major event in Sydney. Um, those relationships are something that you've developed over the best part of two decades plus with, with this event. Mm. What... You know, what are, how critical is that those really um, 
those those good relationships and relationships that you can lean on as well when you might be trying to do say close that road instead of that road or, or you want ideally you do this thing instead of that thing how, how important are those relationships with government authorities to to be able to deliver a world major marathon i guess that's in in sort of two parts um on the one hand you, you know you mentioned destination new south wales you know and how and i can say how important they are to um you know us achieving our goals and bringing the world marathon majors to Australia and, and in fact it was Destination New South Wales who challenged me with getting access to the World Marathon Majors so yeah, right. they were completely on board and, and, and they are completely supportive um, they do provide um, an incredible funding um, uh, arrangement but it's more than that it's a strategic partnership right so we work with them closely on marketing activities um, not just here but also in certain key markets overseas um, and they're really supportive, um, and it's crucial. You know, we would not be able to do this without them. Um, from a transport perspective, you know, tr- uh, you know, closing roads in a city the size of um, Sydney is difficult, right? There's a lot of cars, a lot of people who like to drive their cars on the weekends and, and things like that, right? Um, so it, it, it does require a lot of thought. Um, having said that, you know, each of the World Marathon Majors events close down cities that are bigger than most, right? So it can be done, um, but it's sort of a it's sort of a progression, I suppose, in a way. You know, um, transport have been very supportive of what we want to do and, and what we are trying to do together with government um, to make the World Marathon Majors. They've been supportive of changes that we've wanted to make. But we've also had to listen to them, right? Um, you know, they, they know the roads better than we do. We have a really good understanding of them. Um, but we, it, it's sort of a, a collaborative approach when it comes to shutting down a city. Okay, so there's things that we, we probably would have wanted to do, but the impact would have been so great that, you know, we, we've had to pull back from a little bit and understand, okay, well, let's, let's do this instead. Um, so, again... It, it also boils down to trust and, and the fact that we do have a really good, you know, literally decades long relationship with transport and they know that we know what we're doing. Um, so it's a collaborative approach. Um, I think we've got a good outcome this year. Um, I, think, I think the runners will appreciate the changes. Um, it's enabled us to do things that we wouldn't have been able to do before. Um, like a seven hour cutoff, for example, right? That's a big difference, six to seven hours. Um, so, you know, it's, yeah, it's about trust. It's about, you know, working, working with these agencies and, um, and, and, you know, understanding what we're all trying to achieve and, 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 and collaborating to get there. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. great. Um, one of the things that you hear most in our sport is where's the live stream? Um, I want to talk about broadcast of the event. Um, is it true uh, that Ori gets live broadcast on into... Channel well, it is on Channel 10. Well, there you it's go. It's live on Channel 10. <laughs> so what do you need a live stream for? <laughs> um, That's good because one of the, one of the criticisms of, of athletics and rain in general, well, where do I watch it? Where, where, where can I watch this? What, what's the, what's the broadcast? I guess also the marketing yeah. of the broadcast look like for this year. So let me tell you, let me tell you one thing. Sydney marathon is the only marathon or running event in Australia 
that's broadcast live on terrestrial TV for three hours, right? No other event no. is that. So just press channel 10. You know, having said that, I do want to do some streaming too, but you know, our, our big focus on the day um, is you know, the, the, the international broadcast as well. Um, we, we broadcast into 450 million households worldwide. Uh, I think it's 126 countries take our live feed. Um, we're, in, we're in Fuji TV, three hours live on race day. So what they do, now this is cool, it's not just they don't just take our feed. So they, they press pause when we start, right? Um, they wait two hours until everyone's out of bed. Then they've got a com their own Japanese commentary team in Fuji TV studios doing a Japanese voiceover of the Sydney Marathon. That's very cool. As live, yeah. right? Now that's in the biggest probably running market in the, in the world, that is pretty cool. Um, they also do a 50 minute digest program that they produce and, and show a few, few days later. Mm. We've, got, um, we've got Eurosport Asia, um, we've got Eurosport Europe, um, we've got ESPN in North America, we've got um, Sky uh, NZ, we've got Sky UK, um, B Sky B, we've got a whole host of different um, networks covering this event and taking our feed, and we produce it, right? We produce it, well, we, we produce it with the producers, if, yep. that, if that sounds, yep. if that makes sense, where we script the whole thing, right? We, we, we determine what do we want to see where, what brands do we want to see, what um, content, you know, and all of this stuff, right? Um, what icons of Sydney do we want to make sure we've got in the broadcast, for example? Where do we have the static cameras? Where do we have jibs so we get all the good shots, like the whole thing? Right, is planned by us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And for that reason, Fuji TV, Eurosport Asia, all these networks want to see it because it's beautiful. Mm. Right? Um, so it's easy to see. Yeah. Just turn on the TV. Yeah. Good. Easy to sell too. Yeah. Sydney Harbour's not a bad That's right. Bad sport to yeah. uh, to have a run. Um one of the final things I want to ask you, Wayne, is is the big question that I think came to the most people's minds in January, at least when I read the, the Herald that day, uh, was the mention of Kipchoge for next year. Um, you said you were talking to his, his management. How realistic is it that Elliot runs here? And if so, what impact will that have on the frothers like myself, but also the general running community in, in Australia? Well, I can tell you we're pushing hard for it, right? Now, I think what it's going to come down to is, is Elliot going to run the Olympics or not? So that's the Paris 2024 yeah. Olympics? When's that marathon? I, I, I want him here next year. Right, right. yeah. So that's 2024 right. we're talking about. Yeah. So I want him here next year, um, at worst in 25, but I want him here next year. We're pushing for that. Um, we are still having conversations with his management. Um, and since the day we signed our funding agreement, um, we've been talking to his management ever since, right? He wants to he wants to complete the two majors he hasn't completed yet this year. So that's Boston, um, New York. Yes, yeah, so yeah. that's pretty well rules out this year. Yeah. Um, and which which leaves next year. So we we are really really pushing. Now, what will that mean? I, I tell you what that will mean. Um, it will, and and looping back to that um, the discussion we had about getting the community out and on the sidelines and the marathon being the biggest sporting event in the country. That's what he will bring, right? 
um, he will bring the community not just out from on the edge of the course, he'll bring them out from all over Sydney. He will, he will enable us to create a, a New York City Marathon style event in Sydney, no question. Yeah, wow. And there's no one else in running in the world. No, there's before. not. And I don't. And it's it's hard to argue that there's been athletes since the you know that Usain Bolt style yeah. figure that sort of polarised the um the the general sporting community. You, have, you hear a lot of people they don't talk about marathons; they just talk about the sub two. Yeah. Um, and that, because that was something that really transcended yeah. the the sport of running. Yeah. And he's such an incredible person. And like I just. You know, beyond his running ability, he just contributes a lot to his community and, you know, communities outside of, you know, Kenya and, um, and, and just generally he's a nice human being. Um, I'd love to have him here. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, we are going for it. Yeah. Um, we are throwing everything we can at it. Throwing a few dollars, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm, I'm not going to ask how much it costs, but I imagine it would be, we're talking seven figures? I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's look whatever it is it's worth it yeah that's it return on yeah. investment yeah Wayne I want to finish off um, and thank you so much for your time it's been a great chat I want to finish off on what what's what's the Sydney Marathon and getting the world major marathon stats what's it mean for the sport you said that it will, it will change um, the the running community it will, it will give a, a pathway to junior athletes but you know, in terms of track and field, and particularly distance running, which is seemingly gaining momentum season on season as we build up to major events like Victoria 2026 Com Games, Brisbane 2032 Olympics, and just generally with initiatives within the running community, like the On Athletics Club with Craig Mottram in Melbourne, um, some discussions happening with other brands and athletes around Australia. It, it, it just seems like everything's building up sport-wide to yeah. a moment. What's the... What's the moment look like this year in, in 24, your last cancer year in 25, you know, when you get the world major? What, how's this fit in to the entire framework? What I, you know, what I see in the future, in the near future is, and what I think, you know, having a world marathon major in Australia and Sydney um, will do is that it will inspire the nation. Right, you know, you will have park runners in Perth, Adelaide, Northern Territory, um, everywhere around the country. Um, club runners, you know, kids who do their school cross country and all of this. The Sydney Marathon, as a world marathon major, will be so big, so visible, and so inspiring because of the people we have running, like a Kipchoge, for example, every single year. Right. Um, it will be the focal point, you know, for the nation, the bucket list, like how City to Surf used to be the bucket list for anyone mm. in New South Wales, mm. right? Not even runners, like just people. Didn't well, the run, corporate teams right? as well. Yeah. I mean, we haven't talked about that, yeah. but just the, just the backing from all yeah. these different communities. Yeah. It will become that, right? It will be the beacon of, of you know, this personal aspiration, uh, you know, a person has in, in terms of, I'd really like to do the Sydney Marathon someday, mm. right? Because they see it every year. They see Kip, they see this. It's on TV. These guys ran it. It's like, it's everywhere. Mm. I want to do that, mm -hmm. right? And it's going to inspire people, right? It's going to inspire them to train. 
Um, it's going to inspire them to eat better. It's going to inspire them to connect with other runners and communities. Um, it, it could inspire them to join clubs um, right around the country. Um, and it'll, it'll be the goal and the end goal. And people will come and do it. Um, that's what I think and that's what I hope it will achieve. And, and that will bring a whole lot of other value to the sport. Love it. Visionary himself. Wayne, it's been, <laughs> it's been great chatting to you, mate. Thanks so much for your time. No worries.